So every year since I've been here, uh, this is my eighth year, I've opened up my first talk of, of the year at chapel. Basically, it's pretty much the same message every single year, though I change how I say it, but it's essentially this. My prayer for you this year is that God makes it very difficult for you and challenges you. And the reason I do that is because I think the most important thing that can happen to us is that we are messed up. Is that God takes us from where we are to somewhere different. And the only way that that occurs is when we are knocked down. When we are asked to do something that we cannot do. Uh, when I started grad school or, or seminary, they formed this new program where they wanted us to mentor freshmen that were also at the university. And so they were trying to come up with an idea of the kind of stuff that they would want us to do together. And there was this ministry in town. It wasn't a really large city, but it was a big enough city that had major issues with poverty. And so they decided they were going to send the freshmen and the seminary mentors to go serve in this ministry. And basically they found the one thing that they couldn't get enough people to do. And so they're like, let's throw the freshmen at this. And so the very first night that we met, we were kind of gathered together. And this was the first night we were going to meet the people that we were going to mentor over the course of this semester. And so they, all of us kind of meet there and we're walking around. It's this very awkward situation where you're just kind of meeting these freshmen and finding out who you're going to be with. And they began to name off who everyone was with. And I was the last person named. And I watched all of these excited freshmen jump up because, you know, everything's kind of exciting. And most of us probably they were just frightened and just wanted to show excitement. And that was the only way their anxiety could exhibit itself at that time. And I was the last person named. And they pointed over and said, Sam Garner, you're with Jennifer. And I looked over, and I had the only freshman that did not look excited at all. There was this small, petite, blonde girl with blue eyes, and she just looked terrified. And the only reason I remember the color of her eyes is because I could see fear in her eyes. And so I walked over and shook her hand, and it was quite obvious she had no interest in talking to me very long. And so we began to get on this van. They were dividing people out to different vehicles, and there was this 15-passenger van, and they said, um, Sam and, and Jennifer, you're going on that van. And so we crawled in, and the only seats were, that were left were in the very back of the van. And so we get in, and I'm trying to talk to her and comfort her, but what I begin to notice immediately, she's already shaking. And I'm trying to do that comfort thing, like everything's okay, you know, this is going to be great not knowing what we were about to do or what was going to happen. And she just looked over at me and said, I've never done anything like this. I don't want to be here. I want to go home. So great start to your freshman career. So we began to drive around town and they were handing out these, these bags of food that were meant to be meals for all the people that we were driving around town. And as we began to drive on this, this minivan, I noticed that the neighborhoods were getting worse and worse and worse. This did not bode well because the further that the farther that we went, Jennifer uh, began to shake more and more. And by the time we even most of the people were off the van, she actually had her head down like this and was holding on to the seat in front of her. And so now I'm getting nervous because I'm like, is this girl going to survive this night? And so finally they pull up in front of the worst looking house during the entire night. And they said, okay, guys, you're the last ones. We have your food up here. We just need to warn you about something. There were no other warnings this entire night. 
And Jennifer just, I could hear her just kind of whisper, warning. So we get off the van, and they said, you're going to meet this lady, but we just need to warn you, we never know what she's going to do. So at this point, I'm nervous. What do you mean? You don't know what she's going to do. And I'm looking at this house where we're going to take this food, and I don't know how to describe it to you. It's just one of those houses where you know I don't walk near that house. I don't know what's going on at that house. But here we are with our bags, and we take them, and she's shaking so much at this point that the food's beginning to, like, come out of the bag. And so I'm, like, picking food up off the ground, stuffing it in and carrying both bags, and we're walking towards the house. So we knock on the door. There's no answer. And she's ready just to leave at this moment. So, no, no, let's just let's knock one more time and see who's here, because we turn around and the van's gone. <laughs> so this is where we are for the next few minutes. She knocks on the door, and it slowly just creeps open. And this lady kind of peers out. You can tell there's really no power on in the house. There's no air conditioner running, even though it's still very hot outside. There's no lights in the house. There's just this face. And it's the face of someone, you've probably met someone like this, the amount of years they've lived is a lot less than their face suggests. She just looks beaten up. And she comes out of the house, she reaches forward, and she grabs Jennifer. And she yanks her to her face. Now, I don't know what the protocol is for this in this situation, what you're supposed to do. Maybe this, and I'm not even sure what she's about to do, but she just pulls Jennifer in. And at this point, Jennifer's completely shaking. And the lady just looked Jennifer in the eye and said, help. And so I'm like, okay, let's leave the food. Let's walk away. And the lady pulled Jennifer in even closer. And so I'm kind of getting closer to see what's going on here. I didn't know if, you know, I needed to step in at any point as if I was going to do anything at this point. But here I am wondering what I should do. And she just pulls Jennifer in and says, did you hear me? I need help. And Jennifer looked her in the face. And I promise you, for the first time all night, she looks fine. She looks at peace. And so I just thought, okay, she's about to pass out or something like that. I, I'm not sure what's going on. But she told the lady, she said, I don't know what I can do for you. But we'll be back here next week too. I can promise you, you will have moments when you don't know what to do. You will have moments when there is no response, there's nothing in your training or expertise that allows you to understand what's happening because that's what life is. It's a series of events of things that we are not prepared for. But you can learn. You can grow. And you can experience what God is up to if you're willing to be present. And so my prayer for you, as we end this year, is wherever God is sending you, another year at York University, 
or you're graduating, you're heading off to other things, I pray that God is tough on you. But you also know that your identity comes from the person on the other side of those events. You do not choose who you will be, but you will choose how much you allow God to form you through those opportunities. May God bless you wherever you end up. Thanks.